Good morning. We are excited. Hey. hey, we are excited to welcome you to our very first podcast collaboration. This is the first of a series entitled Busting Coaching Myths. I would like to introduce you to my awesome coaching sidekick, Clemence Rapoux. Good morning, Clemence. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Paula? I'm amazing. A little nervous. We're podcast virgins. This is our first <laughs> one. But I'm super, super excited. We're both virgins, so it's going to be okay. We'll just take our time. <laughs> I'm a 50-year-old virgin. Love it. So a little bit more about Clemence. That's a little bit too much information this early in the podcast. I, I think we might have lost our very first listeners. <laughs> Clemence is the co-founder of Synapsell with her sister, Chloe. Synapsell is a coaching practice dedicated to advancing the careers of women. Clemence held a 10-year HR career with major multinationals. She has lived in Montreal, New York, London, and recently returned to France. Have I missed anything? Um, I think that's about it. Um, thanks. Thanks for the intro. That's all right. Tell us about you. <laughs> thanks for asking. A bit about me. I am Paula Melbourne. Like you, I am a true global citizen. I have lived and worked in six countries. I'm a dual national British Canadian. Following a 20 year international corporate career in talent acquisition, I established myself as a career coach. I am the founder of the Maple Leaf Coach. Did you see what I did there? <laughs> I live in Malaga, Spain. Did I miss this anything? This is so cool. I mean, can we just talk about the fact that your practice is a, uh, I mean, I'm just excited for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a brand new, it's a brand new brand that I've set up. Um, I've been working on it for about a year, honing my coaching practice to the point where I was ready to go completely solo. And uh, yeah, it's super, it's super exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm launching now. Just, just finalizing some of the content on my website, but I've got my first new client last week, and yeah, it feels great. I'm, I'm definitely ready. I'm definitely ready. <laughs> when when did so you awesome. set up Synapsell? How long ago was it? Um, sitting, sitting on a couch, having a conversation about you know, gender roles in France and and everything and our experience. Uh, my sister and I both lived abroad for a really long time. And we just returned to France um, a year ago. And both of us were saying, oh, you know, we just, all of our experiences living in, in different countries, we just thought there's so much still to be done in France um, in terms of the, you know, the, the role of women in the society. And, uh, and so we decided, really, we were saying we have kind of two tracks. Either we sit back and we are just, you know, bitter <laughs> we just take it and we're just bitter or we do something about it and so that to us it's a very kind of um it's like the north american spirit you know to say to say that to say okay you yeah. know, actually what are you gonna do yeah. what are you gonna do right yeah. so so um it just kind of it was really fast it just i just i remember i mean she she has her memories better than i than mine but it's just I, we just had a i feel like we had a just a couple conversations and we're like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's just, just create a company. And then probably just a couple weeks later, she had, I love she had, uh, 
I love hearing about this kind of creativity. I mean, it's just really, it's really inspirational that you have that kind of a conversation and a breakthrough and a direction. I mean, I think that when we found the name, we were like, okay, yeah, that's it. Because the name was, the name was, we just, um, we were just walking. I remember we were walking to the pharmacy to buy some uh, dummies for her her baby. Uh-huh. And we're just there and we're like, so we're just talking about how we're passionate about, you know, bringing neuroscience into coaching. And so, you know, we're talking about synapses and how, you know, ah. synapses in your brain uh, also that that can represent you know the the network you know a network of women firing up and supporting each other I love it. and it just kind of yeah and the, and we were just in the pharmacy and we found the name and we we're like okay i feel like this is a good sign cnf said and then that's it and then from there i don't know it's just been a super exciting journey well i love it the world Thanks. needs more of that so back to the <laughs> purpose of this podcast so why are we doing this we're total podcast virgins <laughs> in France, I live in Spain. Um, we started collaborating together, and what we felt was that there was a need for more knowledge and information about coaching. What we wanted to do was sort of pull back the curtain, if you like, on coaching, namely what it is and what it isn't. And rather than writing a long LinkedIn post or sending something out, actually delivering this information in a more authentic and lighthearted way. So that people can understand coaching and so that it's a little bit more accessible so there might be people that are considering investing in themselves in doing some coaching um, but maybe they have concerns about it or they have ideas about it they're not really sure or maybe there's some misinformation that needs to be clarified about coaching so what we decided to do because we have so much fun together and we really have great rapport and a giggle um, just in a really international way. <laughs> we're that, giggling now. <laughs> we're giggling now. We haven't even started. Is that we wanted to share our experiences and our passion for our work. Um, and yeah, and it's also, I mean, and when we started uh, chatting, we realized that both of us, I mean, when we say, "Hey, I'm a coach," you know, we we just we've just started laughing really about what people say to us when you say I'm a coach and the kind of the the. Um, the perception that people might have some people are very aware of coaching and some people yeah. are not and so people who don't know anything about coaching and kind of what their reactions are and we just laughed so much about having these conversations that we kept saying this should be a podcast <laughs> that was your idea actually it was you who said we should be being recorded right now people, i don't know people I, mean, love this. I, I i i always think that ideas are born you know out of the energy between people so I don't I don't claim this idea but but I think that it just it just um really it's it's just really funny actually so 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 there's kind of there there are kind of two sides to this because I feel like for for me it's it's always kind of about your own journey right I feel like I I wish when I first when I first I got coached before I became a coach and I and I just I wish I had had a lot more information about coaching before engaging with it. Yes. And so it's kind of like this podcast is is like sent back in time to you know my own self ten years ago, <laughs> just to be like you know this is what it is. This is what it isn't. You know it's gonna be okay. This is actually really cool. You're going on this journey. Generally, you'll get back what you put in. So yeah. you need to know what it is that it's going to give you. And what it is that's required of you in order that you can get absolute best out of it, out of the investment that you're going to make. 
Yeah. So yeah, this, and this it's, it's not not just money. It's also time and energy and going into this, you know, position of really authenticity and vulnerability with someone where you're saying, okay, yeah, we're gonna trust you to help me transform, and it's really exciting. I always get excited. You know, <laughs> I know I, you every do. time I'm just like grinning like a maniac when when I when I um you know when I get a new client because I'm just so excited for them because it's like the first day, you know. Of this process of the of the rest of your life, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it really is. It's um, okay. Well, maybe this isn't. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're I don't know if this is like a like a tangent from you know coaching myths, but we're we're already talking about how coaching can transform our lives. Maybe that could be an episode, a whole. I mean, For that sure. could be a whole series. <laughs> exactly, we can do as many as we like. But let me <laughs> let me ask you before we start on myth number one. <laughs> Why do you coach? Yeah, I mean, I love that question. Um, I'm gonna try. I mean, do you have ten hours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never uh, tried this recording technology to see how long it'll go for, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Get a glass of water. Okay. Um, I think there are a few things. The first thing is that I coach because. Um, I find it really fun, actually, and it's like, and, and I'm not saying that in a way, I mean, to undermine how seriously I take my job. I, I take it very seriously. It's a privilege. It's an honor whenever someone decides to trust you with their, you know, with everything that's going on with themselves and their careers. Um, I take it very seriously, but I find it incredibly fun. You know, it's like, I just, I um, just, it's like we're going to, we're going on this little treasure hunt together, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm whatever, Indiana Jones, or I don't know. I'm trying to think of a female example of this, but um, Wonder Woman. I don't know. Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad. Okay, I'm Dora the Explorer. Oh, there I like that one. There you go. There you and, go. you know, and, and we're, we're going on this journey together, and it's just really exciting. And it's not... And I never claim that I'm going to help you transform into a new person. What I, what my aim is for you to kind of peel back the layers and go back to that kind of knowledge of yourself that yes. you kind of, you know, you had yeah. when you were, I don't know, maybe when you're a baby, I'm trying, this is really philosophical, but really like you, you know, when you're born, you're yourself, you're fully yourself. And then things happen to you and you just have all of these layers that, yeah. that come in and change you know, um, the, the, what you perceive as yourself. So really what we're looking for is we're looking for that authentic version of you. That's just saying, okay, yeah, this is, this is me. And, um, um, I've never really put it in those words before, but yeah, there you go. Does that make sense? It does make sense. One of the parts I do in my coaching practice, which is at the, at the sort of first stage, which is falls under sort of the self discovery part of the career coaching is to do this thing called childhood wonder and the childhood wonder is to ask a lot of questions about when you were younger what you wanted to be what you enjoyed what brought you joy and this is very pure because this is before society or your parents or your environment started influencing you you might have wanted to do something but somebody told you that it wasn't practical or it wasn't valuable and then you responded to those so you you then didn't do those things as you got older mm. but the the childhood wonder thing is yeah really pull, peeling it back as you say I love that. taking you back to what you were then 
and I had an amazing uh, client that I coached 18 months ago and we did exactly that. Um, he was a flight attendant for nine years uh, with a major airline and he started thinking about leaving and changing his career. He was 35 and uh, he, he just didn't know at all what direction to go in. And so I was uh, privileged to be his coach and we started working together. And I think it was session two with him where I went down the childhood wonder road and started yeah. asking lots of questions. What did you want to be when you were young and all that kind of stuff? And he said, when I was six years old, I wanted to be a vet. I absolutely love animals and so passionate about animals. They bring me so much joy, all this kind of thing. So I was sort of like, aha. But so we, we keep going. By session four, absolutely cracked this. So this was what he wanted to do. And for different reasons in his life, he, he went in another direction. And maybe he thought at 35, it was too late to make some type of a transition. But of course, it, it wasn't. He just had to really have a strategy. So I supported him and, and helped him with that. But to make a long story short, he started studying just over a year ago um, online when we were in the pandemic. He studied from home. And he did that for about six months. He signed up to the course. And then he was able to then, when the restrictions were lifted, he was able to then do the actual classes. He was supposed to be a veterinary assistant. Yeah, that's sort of where he, where he started. Um, and then he qualified in June of this year. He qualified uh, here in Spain uh, as an ATB or a veterinary assistant and left, left travel and tourism and has completely changed his life. And he is so happy. He is doing what he absolutely loves and something that he, he never thought of. Uh, he, never, and never, he never considered it as something that he could pursue. So that's why mm -hmm. I coach because, you know, it is so incredibly rewarding and fulfilling to be able to support someone to identify you know, what it is that they really want to do and then, and then go in the direction of getting there. I love that. I love that. That's such a good story. I mean, it's really, really, yeah, it's so powerful. I, I mean, uh, this childhood wonder um, part, I, get, I think that for me, it's, it, it tends to be my favorite part because you, yeah. you see, you know, I, um, I talk about body language a lot, but you know, you see when people kind of come in and they're, uh, I'm doing a lot of gestures with my hands, which is not helpful in a podcast, but, but you see people, they come in and they're very like, um, like told you, how do you say that? Like, like, uh, screwed, like, you know, they, they're just, you could see their body language. They're ah, just, they just don't awkward. feel good. They're they awkward do. and they're closed. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're, 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 they're somewhere that they shouldn't be they're in the wrong place yeah. which is why they come to you because yes. they need help they just it's like all of these little layers that have accumulated over your lifetime just just where you 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 do all of the quote-unquote right things or the things that you think you're supposed to do and then you end up in a place where it's just so uncomfortable that you can't you know kind of climb out of it and so you uh, need help yes. and then you come to coaching and I find that generally, and it's not always true, and not all coaching trajectories are the same. But I find that when you, when you go into that and you say, okay, well, what, well, you know, what was life like, and what did you get excited about when you were four or seven or something? I mean, to some people that's impossible to access, and that's okay. We do other things, but yes. but when you get to that point where you just 
you see someone it being able to just really, you know, light up. You say, uh, you know, when was it, when was a time in your life when you were truly happy and what did I feel like or whatever those questions and you just see someone's body language change, you know, and you just see their this kind of like almost like past version of them before, you know, and just their they they light up and they kind of like they they change physically and that's when you know okay this is what I'm working with you know this is the material this yes. is the, the yes. good stuff right yeah. because okay well what was that like and you know what were you excited about and what what were you you know what brought you joy or you know um what is important to you you know your values all of these things it's just like you can kind of okay you can see the path kind of lighting up right from this place of being like really uncomfortable to this place of okay you know it's like the map right back to the like the treasure hunt it's like the map is you know it's like you, you can see it forming with the steps that you take right Absolutely. so that's that's my favorite part is that well I don't know I mean there's so many of my favorite parts because I love so many things about coaching but the fact that I don't know right the the very often coaches come to me and they think I I'm, I'm gonna take them somewhere and I know what it is no, I don't actually know. I will will form it together with the things that you bring me and the elements of your life and how much and how authentic you are being with me. You're giving me the materials in order to yeah. say, okay, we're going to explore together. And I don't know. And I feel like with this example that you gave, when this, you know, uh, flight attendant, was it was he a flight attendant? Yes, he was. When, when he came to you session one, you didn't know that he was going to become a vet. You didn't know. You just know. It's because he was able to access that moment in his life when he when that was his dream. And he was able to share that with you. And then you were able to provide the space for him to say, okay, this could be possible. How do we actually make that happen? Absolutely. I mean, this, for me, the concept is that when they are clients, particularly the outset, they have the answers. It's yeah. all within them. Yeah. You know, what we're doing as coaches is we're we're opening this up. We're facilitating this. We're getting them to go back to their selves. What I see are the common denominators that most people who I coach when we start at session 1, like you say, they're nervous, they're uncomfortable. They're not they're not right in their own skin. Um they don't know who they are anymore. They've lost their way. The confidence thing is really really obvious to me, particularly if, if somebody's been made redundant or something's happened in their in their lives. So I I think we underestimate how much um, society, how much the job we do, our family life, these types of things shape you. They, they can actually build you possibly into a person that you're not. So many mm -hmm. people, perhaps even including ourselves in corporate life, we've gone to work every day in a culture and an environment which isn't really aligned with who we are or possibly not really aligned with our values, but we do it. We put on that armor every day and we go in and we do it because that's what's required. If you do that for a very long time, it can actually change you and get you quite far away from who you are. And because you're basically, you're basically acting, you're doing what's required, you know, within that. So mm -hmm. for some people, and certainly I'm in that category, I reached a point where I couldn't do that anymore where my values were that too, too far aligned from the environment that I was in. So I've started taking steps in another direction. But for a lot of people, they haven't done that yet. But they're feeling uncomfortable. They're feeling that conflict. They're feeling that tension. And so the discussions that we have, the types of questions that you mentioned, that sort of discovery bit, 
Because I, I, I observe for the first time for many people, many clients, for the first time that people are getting in touch with really who they are. Like they yeah. haven't felt this or talked about these things with anyone in their life. Like it's something from before and they're totally detached from it. Now they yeah. have this other life. So what you're doing is you're like reconnecting the person back to really the core of who they are. And only through that can you start to then go, okay, so if this is, if this is who you are, and this is what you love, and this is what you want, and this is what brings you joy, and this is the kind of stuff that distracts you and gets you lost in the moment because you love it, then yeah. this, is, this is the way forward, this stuff. Yeah. But they're, just, yeah. they're, they're, they're living in a lane. You know, they're, they're in a lane, and they're staying in that lane. And so it's yeah. incredibly brave, incredibly brave for anybody to, to go down a coaching route because you are placing yourself in a pretty uncomfortable, pretty vulnerable position to let someone, a random stranger probably is the coach <laughs> that you have. Somebody might have been recommended to you, but I mean, you don't know them. Yeah. And then even worse, you're probably doing it virtually. So you're, you're sharing all of this about you, your life through a screen. Yeah. You're trusting this person to listen to you, to guide you, to support you. It's it's a really, really courageous thing. I got my coaching degree at a school that is uh, really, I think, really interesting. And uh, it's called uh, Animas, and it's based in the UK. And um, uh, the founder is a, is a, just a really fascinating person i think uh he's called nick bolton and he recently um emailed all the community to talk about you know changes in the school and everything and what you know he's just really transparent and authentic and inspiring and he was and he i really like the way that he talks about coaching i find it it really aligns with with what i think and it's um he always talks about transformational coaching so i have a degree in transformation really important to remember that that coaching isn't about telling someone what to do, and so, so, and as a client, when you're coming into coaching for the first time, you oh, that's one of the that's one of the myths. Yes. That um, actually, you know, is okay. This coach is going to tell me what to do in my life, and so okay, so I pull out this quote, which I think is is so great. So he says, "My own belief is that coaching is one of the most extraordinary developments in personal change, the empowerment of the individual." to find their own way undercuts millennia of authority-based guidance and teaching. Ooh. Wow, that is powerful. To empower you yes. to go back on your journey, really, and to just go, okay, so maybe we'll tweak things, maybe we'll make decisions, but really, all of those are down to you, and all I'm here to do is just, I'm on your team, I'm here to support you. I'm, so I'm just here to provide you that space that's outside of your job and your family and all these kind of places where you've, you know, endorsed these roles and what you were describing with your values and everything. And I'm just here to just, I'm here for you. I don't have any attachment to anything else. I'm just here. You're hiring me to, to just find yourself back, I guess. And, and so and, and I love that, that kind of like role that we have, which is to say, yeah, okay, I'm an expert in the sense that I'm a coach, I'm an experienced coach, but you are the expert about your... Yeah. Really, it's really powerful and it fits with the type of feedback that I've had and something that I've, I've observed with a lot of clients. It's, it's that the, 
the thing that they say at the end of the coaching when they're they're talking about their experience and they're giving you positive feedback which is obviously awesome to hear when you're a coach <laughs> that's what you want you want them to to achieve you know their objectives and transform their lives so that they're fulfilled and, and happy and feeling right with who they are spending their time in the right way but what what they often say is not so much the results of things that they're focused on it was the fact that they felt empowered that they hadn't felt like that for a long time that and they'll say oh Paula you gave me the confidence to or you made me feel like I could this type of thing now they obviously had it but they they'd lost it they weren't feeling strong in that area but the more you're guiding them I like to spend a lot of time finding about their achievements and their history and their skills and their talents and their lives the, the reason I'm doing that is a to find out more about them but the other reason I'm doing it is to get them to talk about it and feel like actually I'm pretty fabulous I have all of these skills and capabilities and achievements and I want to remind them you didn't leave the stuff behind in that country that you lived or you didn't leave all of this achievement behind in that company that you now work for I tell them I always remind them think of it like a backpack you know it's carry-on you've taken all of this amazing stuff about you and everything that you have and everything you know and everything you've experienced they still have it but they've lost confidence for other reasons you know being out of the game losing your job you know people's marriages breaking up people you know people being off work for a long time for with illness so many reasons that people lose and forget they need to be reminded of how incredible they are and so mm. this is kind of my quiet strategy underneath it all and it, it usually only takes a handful of sessions of doing yeah. that discovery bit when I ask them, you know, tell me when you felt, you know, you, that you delivered something that was most valuable. Tell, tell me when you're at your absolute best. And, and they start, you see their body language. You're talking about earlier the body language. You see this change. You see more open body language. You see more smiling. You see more nodding. You see the eyes change. And they're starting to be like, yes. And, they, and, and I love this part. I love it that that beginning bit where then yeah in the end they're empowered to say I can do this I'm a great candidate for me the career coaching I'm a great candidate yes somebody's gonna want me and yes I can add enormous value to an organization and this is what I want to do at the beginning they're just like who the hell would want me they feel yeah. small they're small you want to get to the point where they're like they'll be really lucky to have me <laughs> just ready right they're ready and it's yeah. it's a real but it is a process right this this is not this is not in an hour like this this transformation does take a number of weeks and in many cases a number of months because yeah. as you pointed out people have to do it at their own pace and there's other things going on in people's lives at the same time so I sometimes would want things to have more momentum but I really have to know the client and how it's going to work for them. And, mm. you know, how do I get the best out of each of them? And they're all different. That's a, I feel like that, that could be a really interesting topic as well. Like, you know, when, you know, what comes up for us as coaches in the process and just those kind of pitfalls of saying, okay, um, you know, the coach's ego as well, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. What do you have to leave at the door? 
uh, before you before you go into a session, just to make sure that you show up, I show up for the client yes. as they are, as a human, you know, and their whole kind of person and respect the fact that, okay, something that might seem really easy for me actually is really hard for them because of where they are, because of all the, those layers and everything. And, and just, I, I feel like that there's something really interesting also about that journey as a coach, right? Because you've been coaching for a while, haven't you? Yes, about three years now. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been coaching for five years. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, we could do a whole, a whole, I mean, that would be a really hilarious episode. Okay. Because that's how it works. I mean, the first time I was coached was, I think, seven years ago or eight years ago. And there are things that I understand now about what my coach works on with me. And because I'm now, I've now become a coach, I mean, yeah. I'm happy to, to, you know, email her and say, oh, by the way, this has finally come up for me. But I know that some of my clients won't necessarily think of doing that. They might, it might happen, but they might not, you know, think of sharing this with me. So you just kind of have to trust that the work that you do, you know, hopefully you show up and you do your best and hopefully some of it will flower you know, while we're in the program, but some of it will, will happen later and you just let it go. Right. So, so I definitely had to learn that just, okay, I'm doing my best, but I don't get to see all the results of my work. Right. It's a yeah. very, yeah, definitely. I learned to, I, I became more structured in my coaching practice. Um, it was great to be open and fluid, but it needed a little bit more structure and process and homework and a little bit more discipline, I guess, behind it. So I added that as time went on. But I think something, and this would be another series for you and I, given all the places mm -hmm. that we've lived, um, is that I, I applied even more stringently this understanding of how to communicate differently with each client and how I'm going to get the best out of them. Mm -hmm. And something that I learned when I lived in Russia when I lived in Hong Kong, different places that I've lived was how I really needed my style and my approach to be different in order to be successful in that environment. So in Russia, for example, I had to be much more direct and I had to I had to play the game yeah. and there were a lot of loopholes. So there wasn't a lot of um, structure there. So you had to work out, okay, if there isn't structure here, then what's my opportunity to work within a lack of structure? So I'll give you a great example. So most contracts, if somebody leaves a company, will have a non-solicitation in it, which means that if they resign and they go to the next company, they cannot pull 10 people from the company that they just left. So most you know, Western democracies would have this type of employment contract. So in my first few months of working in Russia, a few people resigned from the company. And then within days of people leaving and joining a new company, then whole teams would go and they could pull a team of 10. So of oh course, God. you know, as a senior HR person there, this is pretty, this is pretty brutal. So oh I had to God. go, okay, well, if this contractually legally doesn't exist, then when I hire this dude next week, I'm going to get that dude to pull 10 people from where he's been. <laughs> Play the game. <laughs> right? This is how it's done. This is how it's done here. So oh my God, this is how I had, to duck, I had to duck and dive a bit when I lived in Russia. But if I contrast that to when I lived in Hong Kong, it was, it was, oh, there was absolutely no comparison. So Hong Kong was not about how much of an expert you were, what you did in any other country. 
nobody cared. I spent months when I first got there doing PowerPoint presentations of things I'd done in Russia and London and Canada to a number of people who were just looking at you with blank faces. In Asia, and in particular in China, it is a relationship economy. Everything is about trust. If they don't trust you, if they don't like you, they don't care how much of an expert you are or what you've done anyway. So you need to spend at least six months drinking tea with your Chinese colleagues, just spending time with them and building that relationship. So it takes longer to build the relationship, but once you have it, that relationship of trust is extremely solid. If you make a mistake, if you do something terrible, they have you, they've got you, they support you. So it's, it's such an amazing experience to live in different cultures because you have to figure out, okay, how can I be successful here? What do I need to do here? And with these people, yeah. So as a coach, every time I have a new client, you know, within the first couple of sessions, you realize, so for this particular individual in this particular situation, is this going to be something that we can move swiftly? Am I going to have to take four steps back before I can take this person forward? You know, what do they need? How, how can I get them to find themselves and to take the actions that they need to take? And just keep adjusting it rather than, as you say, be so focused on the result. You know, the journey is important yeah. and them feeling that you're with them at their pace, standing next to them, holding their hand. Yeah. And so there yeah. are times, and I will admit it as a coach, there are times when I've had clients and you feel a little frustrated because you want it to be a little bit faster. But yeah. you can't do it. You really have to work with them because the most important thing is that they feel comfortable, they feel right. And that in the end, they will arrive at the right. My job is to get you to the outcome, technically. Yes. But my job really is, you know, empowering you at your own pace to, you know, go through your own transformation. And so it's kind of navigating those those two, because as, as a coach, obviously, you know, um, yeah, just letting go of, you know, my ego and just and saying, OK, you know, if you're if your pace is this, then your pace is right, because it's your pace. And so just finding the, the challenge, you know, the, the place in between challenge and support Yes. within that pace, yeah. which is the right pace because it's yours. Mm -hmm. And I learned, you know, that it's just, it just really doesn't work. And really as, as, um, I mean, when you go deeper, you know, that's where the true transformation occurs, but there's a lot of that. I think that comes, I mean, a lot of it comes from the theory and I learned so much in school and practicing and everything, but it's just really living this, having that lived experience of being a coach for years where you're just like, oh, right. And I keep learning. Oh yeah. So in a sense, my clients are my, you know, schooling in a sense, they're still, I am still learning all the time. Yeah. And so I just know that I'm always getting better all the time. Yeah. I feel like the same. Fine wine. Same. But also, I'm, you know, and sometimes I'm, I'm just like, oh my God, wow, you still need to work on this thing. So it's a very challenging, very complex, really exciting, you know, career um, because you can always get better. Yeah, I feel the same. It's like, why well, I almost, I guess I describe it as iterative. So every single time you have a session, you know, you're, there's something happening where you're kind of always honing your craft. I mean, I, I find that it's important, basically. And if I were, you know, when I, when I, when I got coached the first time, I think that 
I mean, I, I did a lot of research, but I think it would be really cool to kind of know what it is. So basically when I say self-regulated, what I'm saying is anyone, anytime can say I'm a coach Yeah. and there's no law that I'm aware of that prevents you from saying that. Right. Yeah. So what you can do as a client, when you go and you just try to make sense of who to get coached by uh, something that you've mentioned um, at the beginning, you said you can get recommendations, which most people do. And I, and I think that's a great way to go, but also doing a little bit of research and saying, okay, cool. This person, you know, what's their background? Did they actually go to school? Did they actually, you know, because because coaches have a choice and you can just say I'm a coach and decide that you're a coach and there's no there's no law preventing you from doing that which is I think affects kind of the also the reputation of coaching because there's some people that I feel more reassured when I know that someone is you know qualified that's just the way that I am I don't know if that's the French side of me <laughs> but I feel like I that's that's my own personal style and my own personal choice so when I go to a coach because I do occasionally still go to a coach because coaching works. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like to know their background and I like to know what makes them qualified to um, what we're talking about. We're like on a life learning journey and it's so easy to get comfortable, you know, and it's so easy to say, okay, I found this thing that works. And then you encounter a client who just kind of, yeah. you know, is super different and you're like, oh my God, how do I tackle this? And how do I best show up for them? Because they're challenging me in a specific way that's resonating with something that's going on with me. So how do I tackle that? And so that's why I have a supervisor. So a supervisor for people who don't know is a very experienced other things. General, lots of coaches are constantly in school, <laughs> yeah. always learning new techniques. So I don't know, what about you? What do you, what do, you do for um, learning? Well, I've done a recent, I already did my coaching academy certificate years ago, but I just did a recent one through the Transformation Academy, which is an, a US-based one, um, because I just wanted to just refresh my, my coaching certificate and yeah, just keep learning because when I did it before, we didn't have technology advancement the way we do now. There wasn't virtual coaching uh, when I did my original one in London. So this was, this was using, you know, different types of elements to, to really be an effective coach. So yeah, I just finished that one a couple of weeks ago and also timed it with me sort of launching the April League Coach. So I wanted to be more freshly. I'm clapping. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I'm be more. I'm excited for you because you did those two things at once. That's impressive. Yeah, I wanted to be more, yeah, more freshly qualified, I guess. But yeah, one of the myths that I was wanting to put to you was this one about not all coaches are equal. And yeah. I think for me, I am, I do want to see that somebody is qualified and put the work in and that they, you know, they deserve, you know, that recognition because they, they are a qualified coach. But I think equally as important to me is their motivation for being a coach. So not all coaches are equal in the sense that, you know, I think some are more, some are more competent than others. Um, there are very different niche areas of coaching, of course, when we talk about coaching, that's the other myth is that it's all a bit too general. Um, but the motivation is, is key because there are coaches who will do it for reasons that are perhaps financial or status, other things like that. But I believe the majority of coaches coach because they really want to support and guide and enable and empower clients 
you know, to be in a different direction, whether that's to do with fitness, health, life coaching, career, all the different types of coaching that exist. I think that that's largely the motivation of why people go into coaching. People don't go into coaching to become millionaires. You know, this is not, in general, a crazily high-paid endeavor. It is, you know, mostly from the heart and mostly because, you know, you want, yeah. you want to do that. Um, so, but this, I have come across a handful of coaches in my life that I would say are perhaps not as motivated by, by the reward and the fulfillment of the client. Yes, they want to get the outcome, but the outcome is more like for their ego. Yeah. Right? Aren't I awesome? It's not like about me five that. years ago. <laughs> you five years ago. I don't know. I didn't know you five years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. You I mean, like I'm, real I'm diva. exaggerating. You were a real diva. It was some of the things that were occasionally showing up. It wasn't all the time, all the, yeah, but I definitely, and you also, recognized and I, it, you recognized it. And that's really key. And there you go. There you go. And I changed my ways and I'm so I'm a much better person now, <laughs> but I, but I definitely, I, I definitely also encountered coaches that would, that were, and it was, it was about status, like you said, but also it was like. And I agree with you, it's a handful, because generally the coaches that I've encountered are awesome people, yeah. and uh, a lot of them have become really good friends, uh, but um, some are, yeah, some are, I, I, I'm trying to say, what am I trying to say? I've definitely encountered coaches who became coaches as an excuse to tell people what to do, oh, <laughs> you know? I don't think I've, you know, I don't think I've met one of those yet, and I don't really want to. Oh my god! You know, like just oh, I'm just taking on this label, Power. and then just using that label in order to just walk around and be like, "Well, I'm a coach, so this is what you should do with your life." And it's like for me, it's very triggering when that happens because that's the opposite of what I think of as coaching, which is. Empowering you know, the person rather than the person, the person being on the power trip as a coach. Find their own solution, yeah. right? No, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's so really choose, funny. So choose, you know, but... I say to people, choose your coach carefully. You know, there are thousands yeah. and thousands of coaches out there. And it's yeah. really important that clients choose a coach that feels right. One that yeah. understands you, one that you can relate to, one who inspires you, supports you, is committed. And yeah. a real test is, is, is to feel that you can really be open and really share that you're not going to be judged you're going to be absolutely supported and what a lot of coaching practices do and i certainly do this with mine is that i do like a 20 minute free exploration conversation at the beginning before the client decides properly to invest in a coaching package because yeah. they don't know me i might have been recommended to them they might have found me in some other way but just to sort of test that fit out so so i looked into um some studies because <laughs> I'm a, you know, data nerd, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> I do know, I do know. Main uh, um, determinant of success of a coaching relationship is the fit. And it comes higher than the quality. All of the things that we've described before, which, are, which we think are important, you know, did you go to school? How qualified are you? How much of an expert are you in the field? Because this is something that comes up a lot for me. I don't know if it comes up a lot for you as well, but like, you know, because I have a background, I worked in finance and tech. A lot of people feel more comfortable coming to me for coaching because, yes. you know, it's a similar background. And all of those things, you know, 
uh, being recommended, everything, all of those, those criteria come at second to how much of a fit is there in terms of you know, personality, in terms of relationship, in terms yeah, of everything absolutely. that you're describing. What I say to my, or I, I say to my friends who are going into, into coaching, I can't coach my friends. That's um, that's an ethical, you know, boundary that I have issues for other coaches. And I always say, these are the things that I say. I say, I will give you a few names. You look through their websites, look through their LinkedIn page or whatever, and go with your intuition, go with your intuition. Just okay. Doesn't feel right doesn't matter, right? If you, even if I have all of the people I recommend, none of them feel right to you. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's about you have finding the right person for you. And then, and then schedule at least two discovery sessions with two people. This is what I always say, because you want to feel, okay, I don't want you to go, especially if you've never experienced coaching before, I don't want you to think, okay, this is coaching. What you're experiencing is this is coaching with Paula. This is coaching with Clemence, right? So we both have probably, I mean, I think that probably 90% of what we think of as coaching, we agree on. Yeah. But some of it is, you know, me as a person and me with my background and my experience and my occasional ego walking in the room and all of those things, right? <laughs> and so, and, and, and that's my coaching and your coaching is probably different. And so I want you to experience at least for those 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, you know, the, the, the intro, the intro session, just experience that presence and this presence. And so that you can feel like you can make a decision. And then from there, if you just meet one, you might just have the tendency to say, okay, that's it. I'm going there. Yeah. But if you meet two, then you yeah. can at least start to get a feel for Hmm. I agree. This, you, should, you should have and some that. options. And as you say, it's possible that neither of them are right. But yeah. you know, like you know, just like if anybody ever goes to see a therapist, and goes to, I mean, you mm. know whether this is this is comfortable for you, whether you feel yeah. confident. I mean, for me, it's just it's that they feel open and they feel supported and they feel that they can share. And I'm, I'm always so delighted when you have those split sessions and the people yeah. say yes. And they and they yeah. and they generally give consistent feedback that you know, I felt I felt immediately comfortable. I felt immediately like we had a good rapport, and that you understood the things that I needed and my reasons for seeking out coaching. Um, and they say, I you know I really want to work with you. Can I quote Oprah? Yeah. Can we we oh, we can always quote Oprah. Yeah. Who would she says we know right you know what a resounding yes feels like. Yes. You know what a resounding yes feels like. You know. So if you don't feel a resounding yes, don't even do it because the commitment of time and money and energy yeah. into going into this, if it doesn't feel right, just walk away. It, it could be that it's not the right person. It could be that it's not the right time, you know, but just, just really trust your intuition because even if that person is recommended by someone, if they're not right for you, they're not right for you. And I, m what I say is, do you feel like they have your back? And I think, I think the judgment thing too, I think this is perhaps something that is daunting for people that uh, a coach could, could judge you on decisions you've made or the way your life is or priorities that you have. I, I, nobody wants that. If you're you know, a judgmental maybe, coach, and maybe they already please have change this. your job. Change please your do something else. <laughs> maybe they already have this in their lives, which is part of the issue, right? So they need a very safe, they need a very safe place to be. <laughs> themselves right the good the bad yeah, yeah. and the ugly right <laughs> yeah, all, yeah yeah they've all yeah all made mistakes in their lives but the last thing you want is a, a coach is you know why the hell did you do that so yeah. 
you left what job? What what were you thinking? <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't imagine. I mean, I just, I like them to feel, and I believe they feel that they can say anything, they can share anything and that you are going to just listen. You're going to be supportive and try and understand, you know, the impact that that had on them, where it brought them, what they need, you know, all that. And just that they feel like they can just do it. And it, and it is really yeah. incredible. You don't know these people. They don't know you. They might have read your profile somewhere. And that they are going to make this investment. They're going to open up. They're going to share. They're going to be vulnerable. They might, I mean, I've had people who will cry in sessions, people who have breakdowns, people who, you know, really get in touch with a lot of stuff that perhaps was repressed or things that haven't been expressed. And, you know, it's it's a really big deal for people to do this. And, and I just... I always like to remind my clients at the beginning and throughout how courageous it is of mm -hmm. them to make this kind of investment because it is not easy to sort of seek this out and have somebody essentially showing a mirror up to you of you know who you are, who you were, what your strengths are. What Say I can't work this out on my own, that I actually need yeah. some help and guidance and a professional here to help support yeah. me and get me yeah. into the direction I need. This is, you know, this is a big thing and yeah. something that more people, I think, need to do. Absolutely. Um, and and it's the best investment of your life. Honestly, like, I to totally believe that. I know that there, uh, this is, again, my data nerd uh, coming out. I don't remember the exact number, but there was a, there's um, um, the, what is it called? I think it was the International Coaching Federation or one of those what are, that ran some numbers, at least in companies, yeah. about what's the return on investment on coaching. And it was like seven times or something like that, seven or eight times. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And this is I in companies. Right and, yeah. and for people, for, for, you know, I don't know, private individuals, people who go and, and invest in coaching themselves. I mean, the thing is, when you, you know, I have a friend who's a dating coach, which I think is fascinating, right? And like, when, and, and so her thing is, you know, how much is it worth to you if you're, you're currently single, you're dating and you're looking, well, basically you, you're, you know, ready for a relationship. How much is that worth to you to just, you know, unlock those old patterns and behaviors and change and actually be ready to welcome, you know, a healthy relationship? How much money is that worth to you? Right. And when you think of it, it's like potentially, you know empty out all my savings accounts right you know like for some people i mean it is it can be you know it's just it can really be life-changing or in both career coaches so how much is that worth to you you know saying okay you know i've ended up in the place that's really that's where i'm i'm a really bad fit or this job is a really bad fit or or whatever it is i'm just not self-confident anymore this is a really big one uh you know i want my dream job you know all of that how much is that worth to you and it's yeah, and, and we, we're talking about the money, obviously, the money, but the time, the investment, the energy, you know, as we said, the vulnerability, you know, letting someone into your life in that way and seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of that, it's a huge investment, and we recognize that, but also, it's just so worth it, because, I, have you been coached before? Because I have, I, yeah. I think it's, I've been yeah. coached before, and I, I suppose my take on it is that whether you are a niche coach in uh, sport or wellness, nutrition, career, executive, dating, 
that investment that you make is not just in that area. Ultimately, the investment is in your life. So yeah. I have not transformed somebody's career on its own. It, it cannot. I cannot take that as a separate thing to their whole life. So transform yeah. your career, ultimately transform your life. You are now doing a job that you love, and guess what? It's now making you happier. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's giving you joy. It's making you have purpose. It's changed your life. Yeah. So it, you can't divorce them. So it, yeah. it is an investment, you know, think, I guess, you know, think about it in the ways that, you know, you might think I need to buy a new mattress, which is going to cost me $1,000 or. Okay. I'm that's gonna, the best investment. Okay. So first one. mattress, second coaching. Mattress <laughs> is, the, is the most important investment. But yeah, it is. How many people don't do that? They yeah, go and no, they go I and have expensive it. cars, or they buy like really expensive boots or whatever, and they have this mattress which is ten years old, which is really uncomfortable, and you spend you know eight hours, ten hours, whatever, however much a day in it. And My mattress is a hundred percent the most expensive thing I good. own. A hundred percent. You are not representative of the population because most people don't do this. And this is and this is an interesting kind of psyche that you know this is yeah. a huge investment in your body, your health, <laughs> your sleep. Absolutely. And yet people don't do it. Same thing with with any type of coaching. It's like huge yeah. result, huge return. Like yeah, tenfold. Huge, tenfold. huge, and and almost. I mean, eventually it can't be measured, right? The return can't be measured no. because, you know, what you're saying is, you know, what you were describing so well before that kind of empowering someone to you know just go back to that version of themselves empowering someone to to well the, this this example you described right to imagine at 35 that they can go and get retrained and become a vet i mean the potential impact on this person's life yeah and i'm still like he's now a friend of mine so i now know him as the veterinary assistant and his life is so different and he is so different because he mm -hmm. is just loving what he does. I mean, I get pictures regularly of all different types of dogs and stuff. Oh, that's so cute. You know, he's just, and he's becoming quite active in his community because the, the vet practice that he works at often is facilitating fostering or the adoption of a number of pets that are brought in or that are found. So mm. he's also doing a lot to try and, you know, rehome pets and things. So He's, he's someone who's perhaps a little bit shy, but he's becoming more visible. And I can see that change in him as well, mm. because he's fronting this stuff. And so there's posts going on Facebook and things with him and the animals and that. So he is just transformed as a person because he is really yes. in the place that in he his lane. Be. And it's not, if you asked him about money or anything, this was not a man who was motivated by money. You know, this is, this was not going to be the factor the priority for him to change careers because the, the main thing has been to follow his passion and work with animals and just love what he's doing. And he will, I, I actually suspect what's going to happen with him. I had a little chat with him about it last week. He's thinking about going back to study again because he's, you know, he's still in his thirties, right? He's young. Yeah. Is that he may actually continue a training to become a qualified vet and go the distance. Yes. So he did this first veterinary assistant, and now he's been doing that a while. But and I, I suspected a long time ago that this may happen, and we spoke about Absolutely. it a few weeks ago. I was like, you know, so for me, this is. I mean, I have a handful of people like this that are just like the standout, unbelievable, 
you know, career coaching successes. You know, this is why I do what I do. It's for this type of thing to happen. And yeah, he's, his life is, 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 is unrecognizable. He was living in Milan and was a flight attendant. He's now living in Malaga and working with FX. He's not That's traveling so all cool. the time. You he must has, be really proud. Yeah, I am. And, and you know, I, I helped him when I, you know, I wasn't as experienced as a coach. I was, you know, I was still, you know, finding my you know, real practice uh, way, our own way of doing things, right? Really leveraging mm -hmm. our own skills and our own approach. And, but I was able to do that because I, I naturally will want to find out what people love when they were younger. I've always wanted to know that even as like yeah. just someone as a friend of somebody I always like to know this because you find yeah. out so much about someone I feel like that's a, that could be another really interesting you know uh, theme for a podcast um, just kind of you know what's the the kind of the natural the kind of natural skills that we always had you know and then the, the ones that we had to acquire um, yeah. along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I find the people who, when we were talking earlier about how, how to choose your coach, so people you said might think that, oh, they should go to you because of finance or tech. And, you know, there, there is a, a certain matching that goes on on paper of, oh, this, this coach fits the profile. You know, obviously mm -hmm. you could have the fit call with them and realize actually that coach doesn't feel right at all with me, even though on paper they've lived in a, a certain country or they've, got this particular sector knowledge mm. my matching tends to be from people who are more international so they that tends to fit more and people tend to gravitate more towards me and want a coach who's lived in more than one country who's got knowledge of different markets mm. sectors language cultures because yeah. if they've lived like that and or they're from a place that you've lived then you can make that connection more yeah. So that I that's sort of one of the sort of if we had a top three things of what makes you really unique as a coach, definitely mm. another podcast series, then you know, we probably <laughs> each have one, two, three things that no other coach has quite as uniquely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so true. And it's that which makes the, the match with certain clients to say, Yeah, she's she's mine or he's mine. Um, so yeah. I try and um, I try and, and I've I've learned a bit more about those things as I've got feedback from clients. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that's really interesting. I uh, that could be another. <laughs> we have hundreds. We have so many themes, uh, but yeah, like it is a fascinating kind of journey. I think because you know, um, kind of what's right is right and. And it, it will come. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that, like, if that's what you've seen also in other coaches. It is. I mean, we, you recommend coaches and I recommend coaches to other people. And I recommend yeah. them on the niche, for one. So this person is, a, you know, a nutrition coach, for example. I know this person. But I also recommend coaches based on their approach and their yeah. style and other things that are unique to them that I just know will work with this person. Yeah. So I'm doing two things there. And that coach may not recognize that. I may not even have had that conversation with that coach to say, yeah, this is the thing. This is your superpower. Right? Yeah. You have a superpower and this is it. And it isn't the fact that you're a nutrition coach. That's your niche. Your superpower yeah. is actually 
the real thing that you're awesome at that people people really can benefit from so when i see that match yeah i link it to you oh my god can we like this makes me want to go to those people i recommend and have that conversation yeah. now and the people who recommend you yeah. Why? Be like, why do you recommend? Yeah, because because you feel it when you know me, when the is it? when the match is happening, you know why. You know why people have yeah. recommended. You're like, oh right, because of that. This oh, is something I've right. learned. I've learned the two or three things, and that's great because I didn't know them. It really validates what you think you know when yeah. other people recommend you consistently for the same reasons. So yeah. I get the global thing. I also get people who recommend people who are going through a particularly difficult time. They're having issues in their lives, things that it might be house moves, things in their family life, you know, nervous breakdowns, the whole gamut, you know, mm -hmm. and especially and a lot of women that I coach, you know, also people coming back from maternity leave, you know, getting back into the workforce and various other things. So I'm, so I'm, I'm generally recommended to people who are international and also people who at the point of going down the career route have this other context of things that are going on in their life. So it's not as simple. So people are saying, yeah, Paula, <laughs> she'll be great. But, you know, I've, I've lived a lot. I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. So you, you, know, you want to be relatable to people who are going mm. through many different things. And it isn't about me. But to have some insight into the types of things that they are experiencing and therefore some, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy in general, but you will have even more empathy when you have insight of something that you may have seen or experienced yourself. Yeah. You can help them even more. So if I, you know, was younger in my career and hadn't seen and lived as much, I don't believe I would be, you know, as successful a coach as I am. You know, it's, 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 it's life and experience that also helps you, not that yours is theirs, but you, you can, you know, you can sometimes give, you know, some real great guidance to people. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. no, so true. Right? But so that, so all coaches definitely aren't equal, but it's important that we celebrate the difference. Difference is yeah. good, right? If we were yeah. all the same as coaches, this would be, this would be terrible. We, yeah, yeah, and it's also, I mean, and, and that's the thing, it's like, my clients are my clients, right? Like, the yeah. right fit for me yeah. might not be the right fit for you. and Exactly, exactly. So, this is, it's important, you know, I want clients to, you know, our, our point, obviously, with this is to choose your coach carefully. Do the, do the fit, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah? I love how we got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, circuitous route. <laughs> so, I, I think... It. So I think we've done some good coaching myths today on our first series. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks yeah, for, thanks for sharing fun. everything that you have. Um, thank you. And for all of you that are listening, thanks so much. You know, we, we've loved it. We've had a ball. We always do. And as you will have noticed during this recording, we've mentioned at least a thousand different options for future podcasts, different subject areas. So... <laughs> There will be more series. <laughs> there will, stay there will be more. Yeah, so stay tuned and look out for our next podcast in this series. And it's been, yeah, it's been a great pleasure. And Clemence, as always, I love talking to you as my, as my fellow awesome coaching sidekick. <laughs>